Welcome to the Search Online Marketing Podcast, bringing you the latest news and techniques in SEO, social media marketing, PPC, lead generation, and more. In this episode, we're going to look at using Google Analytics to improve your website and ultimately your business. So Google Analytics, for anyone who doesn't know, is a completely free tool. So if you've got a website, you really should have Google Analytics installed. It provides you with a huge amount of information, some of which we're going to go through in this episode. Uh, so one of my favorite quotes is from a guy called Peter Drucker. And he's put, if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. And with about 15 years of doing digital marketing, consultancy and training, it's a, it's, it's a very, very true quote. Um, when you start to measure your success with, with your website, it, it just starts to improve because basically you then start looking at what's going right, what's going wrong, and then you just obviously make the necessary adjustments. And over time, it's, it starts to have really compounding effects. And if you've got an e-commerce store, you'll start to make more sales. If you're trying to get leads, you'll ultimately get more leads because you just see what's working, what isn't working, and you drill down on what is and then start to improve the things that aren't working. So... What I'm going to do in this episode is obviously Google Analytics is a big, big topic. So obviously I'm not going to be able to talk about everything relating to Google Analytics, but I'm going to mention some of the fa my favorite things that I actually use on Google Analytics, whether it's looking at my site or if I'm working with a client, some of the things I'll initially look out for. So the first one is um, pretty obvious. How many website visitors do you get? I'm always amazed when I speak with companies when I'm doing some training or consultancy and I ask them how much web traffic they get and they haven't got a clue like they can't even give like a sort of rough estimate they don't know how many website visitors they get a month um on average they don't know what a good month is don't know what a bad month is they literally don't have a clue so google analytics is the um the, the first one that most people use it for is actually how much website traffic they're getting because obviously if you don't know how much website traffic you're getting you don't know how to improve it um, and basically you don't know if you're improving or not. So let's say, for example, you're getting a 1,000 website visitors a month. Your goal might be to creep up with an extra 50 visitors every month by doing, I don't know, extra social media marketing, SEO, or whatever it might be, and then you can be logging into Google Analytics and see if it works or not. So first one is Google Analytics. You can see how many website visitors you're getting a month. Uh, you can also track it day by day, week by week, year by year. So you can, you can really, really drill down into the data to see when people are coming to your website um, and how they're interacting with it. Next one is um, seeing where in the world those visitors come from. So let's say you've got a local pizza shop. If half of your web traffic is coming from the other side of the world, you can pretty much discount that. So you might be really happy that you've got 5,000 website visitors a month. But like I said, if you're a local pizza shop and 4,000 of those 5,000 visitors are coming from the other side of the world, um, they're not true. They are visitors, but they're not the type of visitors who are like quality visitors who are actually going to end up purchasing something from you. So not just knowing what your numbers are, but drilling down for that bit further to see if the numbers are the type of numbers um, who are likely to become a customer. So obviously, if you're an e-commerce business or, you know, you can do something worldwide, then it doesn't really matter where in the world they're coming from to see if they could become a customer or not. But I would probably want to look at to see the countries where they're most likely to become a customer. 
Um, and then obviously you can look at your previous orders and so on. You'll typically have countries or locations where you do better than others. So it's, it's another really important one to know. The next one is um, what days of the week, what times of the day you get your website visitors. So um, sector by sector, you'll typically have days of the week, times of the month, uh, times of the day where your site does better than others. So for example, if you're in uh, the e-commerce space selling something, I don't know, maybe fashion related, you'll typically do a bit better around payday because obviously people have just been paid and they'll go off and you know they'll treat themselves to something. Um, if you're in the business-to-business -business space, you might have um, a flurry of activity on like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday when people are feeling more productive and then sort of weans off Thursday, Friday when people are starting to think about the weekend. So again, it's important because if you know that the bulk of your quality traffic comes on specific days or specific times of the month, you would want to be drilling down. Um, and if you're running pay-per-click campaigns or anything like that, you would want to be doing it on those specific days when you're much more likely to be getting um, website visitors and conversions rather than doing it at times when you know you get a lot less. Next up is how long people spend on your website. So let's go back, I think I said a thousand website visitors. Let's say you've got a thousand website visitors, but 999 of them leave your website in under 10 seconds. Yes, you've got a thousand website visitors, but the vast, vast majority, obviously it's a pretty poor website and have left close to immediately. So engagement on your website is really important and time spent on site is one really good way to see if your site is engaging people. Ultimately, the longer people stay on your website, the more likely they are to become a customer. So on your website, you do want to make it, I, I call it sticky. So wherever page they land on, they should ideally have something that would make them want to click or read more or find out more or navigate towards another page to keep them on the site a bit longer. I normally tell people uh, you should be aiming to keep people on the site for around two minutes on average, anything less than that. And um, just in my experience, the, the conversion rate tends to be a bit poorer. Um, next up is the pages of your site that bring in the most visitors. So typically you can go onto Google Analytics and you will see which, um, you know, it'll place it in order of your top performing pages right down to the worst. And you can sort of pick your top 10 pages and see which ones are bringing in the most traffic. The amount of times I've sat with people and they've been really surprised that a random blog article from 10 years ago or a service page that they don't really pay much attention to is bringing in a huge amount of traffic. If you don't know this, you can't uh, maximize on it. So as I've just said then, it might be a random service that you don't really focus on anymore or whatever it might be. But a partic that particular page of your website is bringing in a huge amount of traffic. When you know this information, you can go to that page on your website and really improve it and you know make it look fantastic. Um, massively increases conversion rates. Same with the blog article. If you know that a particular page of your website is doing very, very well, make sure that those pages look amazing or you know entice people to go off to click another page or basically do what you want them to do whether it's sign up to an email newsletter buy something complete a contact form whatever it might be uh, so the counter to that one is the next my next favorite one is um seeing what pages of your site have the highest exit rates so what pages of your site make people leave um, obviously when someone leaves your site typically they're doing so without completing a contact form or without buying something from you so those pages where they have a high exit rate, you want to go to them and see what the problem is. There'll be a reason why people are leaving on those pages. It might be that the, the uh, text or font size is too small. 
might be that it's poorly designed, it might not be mobile responsive. There's all sorts of reasons why um, people might be leaving those pages. So you need to just go and do a bit of digging, find out what your highest exit rates, highest exit pages are, then go take a look at those pages. Um, if it's not easy for you to do yourself, maybe get a friend or family member who will give you constructive feedback to look at those pages and um, say, you know what, it potentially improved. And then basically going off and doing testing. So given that a really enticing call to action, a, a pop-up, um, some sort of deal, change the text on the page, whatever it might be, put a new image, embed a video, do something and test and then try again 14 to 30 days later and see if it's improved the exit rate percentage of the page. My last one is setting up goals or conversions. This ultimately allows you to see the best type of traffic on your website, wherever you want people to do, whether it's spend a certain amount of time on your website, buy something, complete a contact form, you can set up a goal conversion. And this will ultimately show you um, the, yeah, the best type of traffic to your website. So somebody does a Google search, clicks your website, lands on it, has a look around, completes a contact form. If you've got a goal conversion set up for people to complete the contact form, you will then get a sort of 100% next to that person. So if I've just done it, I'd be marked, I've just, I've just completed a goal on your website. It would show that search engine traffic has brought in one goal. Um, the reason this is really important is it will show you what's working. So lots of people I know spend a huge, huge amount of time on social media marketing. And then when they've gone in and had a look at the, at the traffic that's highest converting, it's been search engine traffic. Obviously, this isn't always the case, but it has happened a few times for me now. So I always like to bring it up. Um, put massive, massive time and effort into social media, social media ads, minimal effort into SEO, but the search engine traffic is bringing in considerably more customers. So in this, what we would obviously do is we would be shifting that time, effort, energy, and budget into SEO and vice versa. You know, some people, maybe if they're doing Google pay-per-click or they're doing a huge amount on SEO, when they log into Google Analytics, they might see that Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn is doing incredibly well for them. So again, same logic applies. You would shift your time, effort, energy, and budget into what is working. But again, obviously, if you don't know this information, you're just shooting blind, you know, you, you really don't know what you're doing. So it's a fantastic tool. On top of this, you can also see what geographic locations bring you the most goal conversions. So this can be country by country, city by city, um, days of the week, times of the day. You can, you can ultimately see a huge, huge amount of data of who is the type of person who is completing your, what you want them to do on your website, whether it's buy something, complete a contact form, spend time on your site, whatever it might be. It'll show you who is doing it and how they're doing it. Um, I hope this is useful. I hope this has um, sparked a bit of interest to go take a bit of a deeper look into Google Analytics because it really is worth it. If you're looking to improve your website, Google Analytics is one of the first and most important things to do because, yep, you can see what's going well, what's going wrong, and then you can go off, make adjustments, log back in and see if what you've done has worked, and then keep making improvements as you go. Thanks for listening to the Search Online Marketing Podcast. Visit our website at searchonlinemarketing.com to get in touch if you have any questions. If you found this episode useful, please leave us a review.